0: 22-year-old Masa Amini was killed in police custody in Iran in September. She was being held by the so-called morality police for not adhering to the strict dress code. Since then, anti-government protests in Iran, predominantly led by women and girls, have presented the largest challenge to Iran's theocracy in years.
1: According to Iran Human Rights Watch, an Oslo-based nonprofit, at least 201 protesters have been killed by Iranian security forces amid the protests following Amani's
0: death. Protesters are calling for justice and criticizing the current regime with the rallying cry, women, life and liberty.
1: One of the ways you can support this cause is simply by talking about it, bringing awareness, posting about it on your social media, just getting the word out, but we will include a link to an article with verified information about other ways to help.
0: To the people of Iran who are standing up for what they believe in, we hear you, we see you, we stand with you. to Malpractice Podcast. So are you ready to get started? Yes, I am ready to get started. Are you ready? (laughs) I'm ready. I'm Jess. I'm Sydney. And this is Malpractice Podcast. And we're on the verge of a mental breakdown. (laughs) We're here on the edge.
1: Are we not? Am I misreading the vibe? You're not misreading anything. Also, do you know me? Perfect. (laughs) I live on the edge of a mental breakdown. Right on the edge.
0: Ready to jump. (laughs) Somebody stop me.
1: Also, everyone, Sydney is wearing a shirt the color of her eyes, and it is Oh my god, I got
0: the shirt for five dollars from Tarjay.
1: Five dollars. I don't know why I'm seeing them. Do every-
0: you ever buy these shirts, these $5 Target shirts? I have like 14 no. of them and I just rotate them out while I'm at home. I should buy they have them. they good colors. I
1: should buy them, obviously, if they're $5. You're making a mistake. They're fantastic. I need to take my happy self over to Target, which I need very little encouragement to do.
0: Correct. Same. This is not an ad for Target, by the way. Although, if they want to <laughs> sponsor us, hit us up because I spend so much of my income at Target. So much. A a crazy amount. Right. You go in for one thing and then you leave with a new trash can, Mm -hmm. 437 different creamer flavors, Mm -hmm. a toothbrush holder. Like, what else is there?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird place. Like, my sister always says, "Um, you don't go into Target. With an idea of what you want, you go into Target and let Target tell you what you want.
0: That's correct. I thought you were going to see Target true. go into you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that maybe same. I don't you don't know. go into
0: Target. You let Target go into you. <laughs> yeah, you, and then you just take it home, and you don't worry about the cost. You just ride the vibe. Like you get to the checkout, they say a number. You don't think about it. You just swipe the card. <laughs>
1: swipe, swipe, fake money.
0: You can't, It's fake money at Target. Yeah. Did you have a good weekend? Um yes, I worked for most of the weekend, because you know, be writing that dissertation. Yeah, if anyone is new here, first of all, why good are you question. starting here? Second of all,
1: Hi. hey, welcome. <laughs> um, but Sydney is working on her dissertation because she is a smart bitch. She's about to be a doctor bitch. <laughs>
0: That's doctor bitch to you.
1: <laughs> so um she's been twerking hard. And I've been hardly twerking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I saw this thing over the weekend that was like, the only reason I'm doing a PhD is so that every time I order myself something on Amazon and it comes to my doorstep, I can pick it up and go, ah, just what the doctor ordered. That's funny. And you know what? else like, I'm going to do that. You can park in doctor's
1: parking at the, at the doctor's office or the hospital.
0: Yeah. And then they check my ID and they're like, that's
1: something Brian Oswald always does. Oh, he
0: does. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's like, I don't even have to practice. So I'm a better doctor.
0: Brian is Jessica's dad, if you're new here. Correct. He also has a <laughs> doctorate.
1: Yeah. He's going to think you're better than everyone
0: now. Oh, that's. Which he already, he already kind of does. He does. Yeah. He, he ranks me like in your family ranking list, <laughs> like pretty high up there. Correct. Yeah. He also, does. shout out to Rebecca. Yeah. Jessica's sister had her bachelorette party this weekend.
1: That's right. I threw her a Harry Potter themed bachelorette party.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Emily Adair, so who is our who is our college friend, did like the decor. Check her out. She has Grey Pine events. This is a shameless plug for her. Oh yeah. She did an incredible job. Yeah.
0: Especially if you're in Texas, check out Grey Pine Events on like Instagram. She's beautiful. That bitch can make a balloon arch.
1: And honestly, I was just like, can you do a Harry Potter balloon arch? I gave her zero direction genius
0: that's so cute. so pretty yeah yeah it was, was gorgeous so mm. shout out to everyone involved with that endeavor shout out to everyone <laughs> shameless plug for that's everyone that's what we love to do
1: all right. Do you want to introduce our guest or do you want me to? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. So
0: our guest today is Amy Lopez, who is a registered nurse currently working as a travel nurse at Texas Children's Hospital in Houston, Texas. Amy got her nursing degree from Chamberlain College of Nursing and attended Sam Houston State University for some time where she became Jess's sorority sister in the Delta Xi Nu Multicultural Sorority. Amy has dedicated her life to saving
1: lives, working with special young populations and their families. And we're so excited to speak to her today and to bring her advice for young nurses and her story. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to know her, she's just like someone that you meet that person and you're like, this person's going to change my life. And that's who, that's the kind of person Amy is. And that's Amy. And what she does for these families and her patients too so really excited um she's super great and yeah so welcome amy
2: hey everyone um this is amy <laughs> uh this is i'm very excited about this. this is my first time doing one of these podcast things um but just like a little background about myself i'm gonna be a nurse for five years so at the end of this year december I worked one year with adults, um, and then I worked three years with uh, pediatric patients. And then after that, I I decided to take on travel nursing. So I've done that about six months here recently.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations on your five years. Yeah.
2: Yes. (laughs) So crazy.
1: (laughs) Well, nursing has to be one of the most difficult professions. And I think anything in healthcare. Sydney and I would say, like we've talked to a a variety of healthcare professionals were always like, could never do what you do. Why, why nursing for you?
2: Um, You know, nursing has always been a thing since I was a little girl. I like always said, like, you know, you're in school and you're like, what do you want to do? What do you want to be when you grow up? And I've always said, I want to be a baby nurse. But I think it was just the nature in me, the caring person that I am. And i just like, I always wanted to do nursing. It was kind of like a clear thing to me whenever um, my dad passed away when I was nine. Um, He had cancer. He was a cancer patient for about a year. Mm -hmm. And during that was very hard for me and my family. And that kind of made it very clear for me that that's what I wanted to do, um, to be able to help others and be with them while they're in their hardest times. So.
0: That's a great reason to pick a career for sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's beautiful.
0: So what made you pick pediatric nursing specifically? Like, what is it that drew you to that?
2: So I feel like I've always had a really, like, strong connection with kids. Something like a group of little people that I've always, I've been, always been drawn to. And mm. I really do feel like, like being in the medical field and taking care of um you know, these pediatric patients, they are more, they seem more resilient. They are more resilient. That's amazing. And they're very strong little people.
1: My medical understanding is really limited to like Grey's Anatomy. So I'm curious about like, if you think that there's like a a nurse, a pediatric nurse
2: personality. You know, I feel like to a certain extent, it is like a thing. Yeah. To me, sometimes I feel like it comes very natural. I used to work with adults and I feel like I Didn't have the same connection, not that I didn't love the passion behind the nursing part of it, but it was a totally different connection between like the adult patients and the pediatric patients. But I will say, like, I think it does take a special person to do this because sometimes I can definitely see how it can be hard to take care of these patients um, because they're smaller. You know, you kind of have to learn how to interact with them to be able to involve the family um, as well because they also play a big part in that.
0: Yeah, I totally believe that. Yeah, is there something that stands out in your career as like one of your best experiences or anything like that? Without saying any names, we don't want to get you in trouble.
2: (laughs) I feel like it's so hard to say like I have one favorite, like one favorite patient. But there's some that do stand out from others just because sometimes some of these kids are staying there for longer periods of time. Mm -hmm. So I do remember... um, this baby, I can't remember the top of my head, I want to say maybe like four months old. And he uh, had a diagnosis uh, called neonatal diabetes. And because he was a very small baby, and kind of uncommon to see, he was there for quite a bit of time, like over a month or so. Mom worked night shift. So and I a night shift nurse. So during that time frame, the mom was not there. And we kind of learned to care for him. He like, we had to, um, so he like required a special medication. Like it wasn't just insulin because he was so tiny. So we had to like make special insulin for him. And, and so it was very special to finally see him when he finally got, went to go home and he had an insulin pump and things like that. So uh, we had a very big population of cystic fibrosis kids. Mm-hmm um and a lot of those kids are very like frequent flyers so like a frequent flyer is a patient that we call that comes very often to to the hospital so a lot of those kids because we are specialized to that type of like um, pulmonary floor yeah and uh, we do see a lot of those kids on that floor and we kind of have like a special bond and relationship to them as well so
1: that's special and their
0: families too
1: i bet
2: oh for sure yeah
0: <laughs> that's awesome It seems to me like, and correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like being a pediatric nurse is like you do all of the things associated with nursing. And then on top of that, you have a patient population who just needs a little bit extra care and attention. Like they just need, you know, it's a real labor of love. Um, Do you feel like your patients are the best part of your job?
2: Oh, for sure. Uh, Lately here, I feel like I've been like a little burnt out. Sometimes it's hard for me to like have that motivation that I had before when I first started nursing. And the thing that keeps me going is the patients, for sure. That's amazing. So it can be a bit overwhelming sometimes, um, especially when you see um, very hard cases, um, things that you don't expect or think to see in the pediatric world. And it's nice to see patients when they get better, they come in sick And you discharge them and they get to go home.
0: That's awesome.
2: Overall, like I don't think I would have like chosen any other specialty. So yeah.
1: (laughs) If you had a piece of advice to give to like patient family members or parents coming into like a wing you're working on or like the floor, what would you what would you say to the family and the and the parents?
2: Definitely I would say that know that we are all there to take care of you and your child Mm -hmm. to listen to you to make sure that you're okay and then of course coming from my point of view it's also um, very important to always be like very respectful know that we're there to help you and of course we're your number one advocate if you have any worries or any questions the nurse will always be there for you Mm -hmm. we're kind of like the person standing in between you and the provider that makes sense (laughs) I feel like we're there to help you the patient yeah for sure I know I've been on
1: on the end of just being a family member with with someone in the hospital Sydney has too and always love the nurses I feel like they make they seem to really be there for for you whereas like you know the surgeon comes in and out and they're just like okay do you have any questions bye and they like leave and you're like I have a hundred questions
2: of course but I feel like it must feel overwhelming, you know, to be on that side. You have many questions and it's like, well, you're only here for five minutes. No offense. But, you know, yeah, you know, if you have I always have family members that, you know, they just when you come in, they have so many questions and yeah. they don't know what's going on. And I'm, I I, try my best to answer to the best of my ability. And I feel like it's always very important to advocate, especially I always tell anyone that's like starting off new or into this pediatric world i always say make sure to listen to the parents the parents always know what's right that's their child mm. and because they always know if something is wrong something is wrong so and it's also our duty to be able to advocate for the patient if they're um, they feel like the parents or something's going wrong or they're not listening. They're not. They're just missing like a piece of information that can totally help like their plan of care. So yeah. So you mentioned
0: I think what is a really common theme in a lot of the interviews that we do with medical personnel, which is burnout. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. But did COVID have anything to do with that? Like did it change your work a lot?
2: I yeah, I would say it, it has changed. How we take care of the patients It's just like a whole process. And then especially when everything started, we were trying to figure out, you know, everything like the policies in the hospital were always changing and change was a big thing. And there's always going to be a nursing shortage. Um, But lately, I just feel like it's kind of been like a bigger issue now. And another thing that I feel like our medical professionals are starting to realize their value. Yeah. So people are starting to stand up.
0: Do you feel like. COVID changed how the public interacted with nurses in general from like what you've heard from your coworkers and what you've experienced yourself.
2: I will say that at the beginning we were all afraid. Oh my god, we I have to take care of a COVID patient like yeah. You know, this is on you. We we like I said we didn't know how it was being spread and and we were all scared. And of course because we also have families at home and so we were all Yeah scared of like, oh my God, what if I get COVID? Like I'm exposed at work and I have to go home to people that have kids and families. So yeah, yeah, it it definitely was like a whole learning experience and all for all of us.
0: Is there any way that you can think of that people who care about and want to support nurses, is there a way that, that we like as the public or we as people who have to interact with nurses, how can we support
2: you guys? I always like to say, in a way, just remember they're also humans, and we do our best that we can in our ability to take care of mm-hmm. of the patients.
1: People think healthcare providers, yeah. to your point, you're like, I'm a human. Like People are like, you're superhuman. Fix me. Like, shit can't just be like that all the time. Like, yeah. there, there's so, and then to your other point, there's protocols. And that's something I always forget about. Yeah. You, there are lines drawn that people have to stay in the lines. Yeah. People want magic when they come. And that's not always the case. And I, I can imagine people, yeah. especially when they're desperate, especially about their children, they can not get angry, they can get frustrated and yeah. probably take it out on people who are there who are usually the nursing staff right so it's like yeah being kind to to nurses is probably like number one
2: yeah you hit you hit that there yeah and it's kind of I guess hard for people to understand that we have to follow these certain protocols and it's I understand it gets frustrating and it also becomes frustrating to me Mm -hmm. because I can't do what I want to do
1: and you can't say that right Right. can't be like, I want to do this, but I can't.
2: <laughs> I can't. I have to listen to the doctor. I have to do what they're telling me. Yeah. So yeah, and then ask like I think just always be respectful and kind and knowing that we're humans. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're not just working robots and we're not gonna just be like superheroes all the time. So for sure.
0: Yeah. Being kind to each other is probably a good lesson for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, agreed. I have a random question. So
1: my uh My mom always, this is like really dramatic, but my grandfather was in a nursing home and she would like go and see him every day and she would take the nursing staff like donuts like once a week to thank them. I I don't, I was like, mom, do they even like donuts? Like, is there something? For
2: sure. (laughs) Is there something if if you want to
1: physically do something for like nursing
2: staff? Hey, we love to eat. We all love free things. We love snacks, of course. Even like small little gestures like that can make your day. When you're having like a rough shift, mm. um, you're like, wow, there's a cookie. At- yeah, this is me- totally make me feel yeah. better.
0: <laughs> Just something that makes you feel a little bit appreciated. Yeah,
2: yeah, of course.
0: Speaking of appreciation and kind of taking care of yourself, what are some things you do to maintain your mental health working in such a high stress environment?
2: I thought I was going to have a difficult time when I first started my nursing career. But I always say, like, whatever happens at work, Mm. stays at work. And when I come home, I just try to be at home um, and and be who I am. Kind of like even coming home from, like, a long shift. I, you know, have, like, a very nice relaxing shower, do my skincare, make sure I have, like, good rest, Mm -hmm. staying active, and drinking your water, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but just enjoying the time outside of work and Mm. um, being with family is is something that's very important to me and enjoying doing things that I enjoy to help me keep both things separate from each other so that's good that's awesome yeah
1: when you think about like your career and where you want to go what do you want to be doing in the next like 10 to 15 years
2: um I'm trying to figure that out of course I took on travel nursing went to nursing school I went into nursing I practice my dream specialty, pediatrics, and I never thought I was going to do travel nursing. Yeah. Um, and now I'm here and I'm like, wow, what am I going to do next?
0: <laughs> how is travel nursing different? Yeah, I about to ask. Yeah. I feel like I have an idea in my head of what travel nursing is, but what is travel nursing and
2: how is it different? Um, so travel nursing is pretty much you're traveling. Um, either you can do local. For myself, like I'm doing a local contract here, gotcha, in Houston, and so there you can travel out of the state, or like I said, do local, and you're just kind of filling in mm-hmm. the nursing needs of the hospital. So when there's short staff, you go in and help, mm-hmm. and so it just kind of depends on the length of the contract. Um, some most most of them are 13 week contracts, so they go about three months. It's been a very rewarding experience because before this, like I said, I was on my permanent floor for three years. And I was like totally scared to do this. You're in going into a whole different um, hospital,
1: but you did it. <laughs> check another yeah, here
2: check. It's am. <laughs> amazing. Yeah.
1: And and why did you pick up travel nursing?
2: I, like I said, I was starting to like I was burning like burning out. Mm-hmm. After you finish the contract, you're able to like take let's say perhaps like a month off and then pick up a whole different uh, contract elsewhere. Mm-hmm. It's nice to, um, if you like to travel. That's also a perk yeah and I feel like nowadays a lot of people are looking into travel nursing um because they're starting to feel like undervalued for what they do because especially like when I was working on the floor I was at um I was starting to take on more roles you know I have to do something better for myself and my family so that was one of the big motives for me yeah you know and this of course building up my my um knowledge and experience for sure. Yeah.
1: It sounds like that move was great for your mental health too. Oh yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah,
2: I do. Is. is there anything
0: that we left out that you want to share? Do you have any, any stories or anything like that?
2: For someone that is new going into nursing, um, especially the new, like new grad nurses, mm-hmm. because a lot of the new grad nurses that are coming in are, um, like pandemic nurses, I guess you would have call them yeah and so they didn't get the full experience yeah uh, compared to like previous years they weren't able to go into the hospital and um, have that hands-on experience they feel like at a little bit of a disadvantage I would say don't be like discouraged Um, always remember why you're going into nursing always advocate for yourself some people may try to run over you but know who you are advocate for yourself always take care of yourself before your job don't put your job before you and your mental health and your physical health that's very important so there's just a couple of things that's
1: great advice that i want yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) we ask everyone um that is on our podcast one question at the end and that is how do you take your coffee
2: so I I feel like always have like different moods with my coffee. Oh, nice! <laughs> like sometimes I like iced coffee, but then like when I like my hot coffee, I like mm-hmm. not too dark and not too like light. Is that the thing? Mm-hmm. When I'm on my way to work, I like to re- like I guess a word to say is like romanticize going into my shift. Always speaking up, Starbucks. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like the thing of mine. That's awesome. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much Amy for for doing this. We really appreciate it and your time and also like thank you for the work you do like being a healer and saving lives. We appreciate that.
0: Yeah. You guys are incredible. Yeah, thank you for your time. Thank you guys so much. Thank you Amy. Thanks Amy. We hope you love this interview as much as we loved recording it. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, if you haven't already, don't forget to leave us a review, like and subscribe, and don't forget, malpractice makes perfect.